talk the talk. You kind of have to, you have to put those words into actions. You can't just fall into, oh, I'll do it later. Or I have this idea, but I'll wait till later in life to put that in. And like you said, just show up right now and just start. You start now, you're going to be 10 times ahead someone who starts later in life, just gaining that experience failing. If all you do is fail as a team, that's going to be so beneficial for you later in life. Just get started and go do something that you love. And that's honestly a huge part of this is do something that you love, something that you have passion for. Don't do something because someone else told you to, or you read a list of like top 10 paying jobs in the future. Do something that you truly love and something that you have passion for, because that's going to carry you farther than any material goodwill. Yo, Ryan Hartley here from Always Better Than Yesterday. Welcome to the interview sessions where I interview inspiring, successful people about their heart and their mind. These interview sessions are brought to you by our good friends at Web Creation. Head to webcreationgroup.com for stunning websites at sensible prices. Today, I am joined by the amazing Lucas Lundsman, host of the Teen Leader podcast. Lucas is an incredible 16-year-old human being that has a great heart for leadership. We have an amazing conversation. I really hope that this inspires you in some way to show up and be better than you were yesterday in your heart and in your mind. If you are not yet a member of the Always Better Than Yesterday Facebook community, pause this podcast now, open up Facebook, search We Are Always Better Than Yesterday. Come and join us, a worldwide community of like-minded people who believe in bettering themselves and others. But that's enough from me. Be sure to share this. Be sure to subscribe. Check out the other amazing 90 interview sessions. But for now, enjoy Lucas Lundsman. Much love, guys. Lucas, welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Ryan, and thank you. It's a pleasure to be on this show, and I'm so excited for what we're going to get to later in the show. Absolutely. Do give us a little bit of an introduction in terms of who you are and, and what it is that you do in the world. Yeah, so my name's Lucas Lundsman, and I'm a 16-year-old that grew up in Nebraska over in America, and I just recently got elected to, we have a club in America called Future Business Leaders of America. And we really focus on leadership and kind of business and career readiness for students in high school. And I recently got elected as our state's president. And so that's been a really big leadership role that I've played as of recently, and I'm still serving in that role right now. And during quarantine, there had a lot of free time, and I just wanted to keep something, keep me busy with something and kind of impact others. So I launched a company and podcast, The Teen Leader, and that's been taking up a lot of my time recently. So that's those are my leadership journeys up to this point. Yeah, that's so awesome. And, and, and I found leadership is something I was really passionate about in my, in my mid-20s. And since I've done that, like my growth has been an exponential over the last sort of five to eight years. And, and I'm, I'm so kind of excited for you having kind of going all in on that now at 16. Like, what is it about leadership that really uh, attracts you? You know, there's, there's a lot of things about leadership 
And it kind of boils down to the simplicity behind it and the fact that honestly, anyone can be a leader. You don't have to wait till you're older to be a great Mm -hmm. leader or wait till you have a lot of money or a big title to lead others and impact others. And being that inspiration, I've been inspired. I know you've been inspired by people across the world and being able to know that you can have that platform to inspire others. And from a very young age, I've always been one to kind of strive for excellence and always push myself and try to be the best that I can be in whatever it is I'm doing. So leadership roles often came out of that desire for excellence. In high school, you always get rewarded with getting good grades or putting in the extra work on the field. And that's kind of how those leadership positions started for me, just getting those little Mm -hmm. officer positions or team captains. That was my first glimpse of kind of leading people and growing and making mistakes, kind of like you said. And the growth has just accelerated exponentially once I kind of focused in on this leadership journey. And it's been so cool to get to talk with people like yourself and others who care about the youth and care about developing the future of our world. And that's such a big deal right now because we need to realize that the youth is the future. And if we're putting work in now, the payoff will be great later on. I love that. I love the fact that you said that, um, and this is so common in business world, that, that when you are a high performer, you then get positions of, of leadership. And then, and then any kind of research that you do into leadership, it, it really isn't about performance, it's about others. And I just, I just wonder to what extent or, or, or at what point you in your leadership journey realized that it's about other people? You know, beginning my leadership, it was all about having that authority, you know, being able <laughs> to command the team, hey, I'm the boss here, like, I can tell you what to do, because I have that title. And then it kind of, I, I was in other teams and other groups where I wasn't the leader. And I recognized that the people leading those teams were not doing it the way as a member that I appreciated. They didn't treat me as someone who was important or of value. And so when I went back to the teams that I led or the people that I led, I wanted to make sure that they knew that I cared about them and that I truly appreciated them as a person, not just a part of the bigger picture. And so it is honestly quite recently that I've truly kind of honed those leadership skills and I'm always improving in those areas, but to truly understand that making others feel important is such an important part as a leader. And we need to take that into every part of our life. Mm. I think um, like self-awareness, self-discovery, this concept of leading ourselves is important before we're able to lead others. And I just wonder what are some of the things that have helped you, you know, really lead yourself? I love that you bring that up. Those are in your three pillars, right? Lead yourself, Mm. lead lead others, and then leave a legacy. Mm. And I feel like that gets so overlooked is that first step of leading yourself. So many people kind of jump into the leading others part and then wanting to leave a legacy and get remembered and be famous. Mm -hmm. But until we're able to kind of look in the mirror and see, hey, what are my faults? What are my strengths? How can I improve upon those strengths and get better in the areas that I'm weak at. That's honestly where you're going to see the most, most growth as a person, which will then carry on to helping others grow as well. If you've been through that journey of self-improvement and self-reflection, your wisdom for others is going to be so much more valuable. It's going to have 
real like action put behind those words. And so for myself, taking that time to reflect, journaling, or just having like a meditation time to just mm -hmm. become aware with like the present and where you're at, that's been really huge. And as a teen, they never really talk about that. They never talk about, hey, check yourself out. Like, how are you doing? What, what could be better? And not just a teen, but literally anyone can benefit from just some time to reflect and see how you're going, where you're going, and then how you can help others along the way. I'm really enjoying this, mate. And, and I think um, it, it's just, and I'm really not meaning to be patronizing, but the wisdom and, and the heart. And, I, and I, I can say that because I look back to myself at 16. And there's so much of the external world that makes you feel like you need to fight for yourself to become something that actually taking a moment to step back and, and, and look about how you can help and inspire others is, is probably sometimes a little bit counterintuitive to today's culture. And I just, I want to, I want to hear a bit more around teen leader. What's inspired that? And, and what, what do you hope that will bring into the world? And you kind of just hit on that right there with that kind of, pressure and the counterintuitiveness of kind of today's society that we have around teenagers and at least in my experience and this kind of gets brought up in the news recently about the insane pressure put on kids and the involvement mm -hmm. is skyrocketing and like year-round sports and only specializing in this and like olympic athletes at age 15 like already like taking places and honestly some of that stuff it's great. It's great that teens are doing that, but there comes a time when it's at the risk and the cost of things that are most important, your priorities, your number one, two, and three, whatever that may be, family, your faith, your friends, being a good person and having mm -hmm. a positive mindset. So with the teen leader, that's kind of where this was born out of to give aspiring teens like an outlet, a place that they can go and feel welcomed and not pressured to do every single thing where they can kind of focus on, like you said, developing themselves, which then translates into developing and leading others. So it became a, cause I noticed for myself, there was never a place that I could go that was teen specific for leadership, mm -hmm. at least nothing that I could find that was kind of relevant around this area. And so that's kind of what started just a website. I was going to write some articles, you know, provide hmm. some knowledge that I've read in books. And then it just kind of kept growing and growing into a podcast, which is kind of like my favorite part as of now, getting to hear from some of like the industry's like biggest leaders and minds and hmm. other teens, like really making a difference. It's been so inspiring just for someone like me to learn along the way and being a podcast host, I'd say that's like the number one thing is you get to learn in real time with your viewers. And I'm sure you can attest to that is just mm -hmm. being curious and trying to get those best answers out from your episode guests is it's super cool to do. You, you touched on faith there. How much does faith play a part in it for you and your journey? I'll, I'll get a little vulnerable here, but as a family, I'm an only child, but mm -hmm. our family was never hugely religious. We, mm -hmm. We went to church off and on. There was a stint there where we didn't go to church very much. And then at our school, we have a little like faith group. It's called Fellowship of Christian Athletes, FCA. Mm -hmm. And I joined that and we just kind of met like once a week and then like once a month at school. And 
I, like I said, I became a leader in that. And it was another leadership role that I was able to lead that way. And it kind of showed me just the impact that faith can have in someone. And I'm not telling you to have a specific faith or believe this, but I think there is a wholesomeness. There's something that can fill you with having that spiritual kind of awakening that I would say. And last two years, year and a half, I would say that's become a much bigger part of my life. I've just recognized the benefits from it mentally and physically. And just like my relationships with other people, it's been really kind of cool to look back on this journey and see kind of where it's taking me in the future. So increasingly, it's been more important in my life. Yeah, I'm, I'm really um, grateful for you sharing that. And, and I, I spoke at a global um, youth leadership summit recently and um i shared something from 1 timothy 4 12 and it says don't let anyone look down on you because you are young but set an example for the believers in speech in conduct in love in faith and in purity And, and the main reason i shared that is i don't always believe in looking at your generation as the leaders of the future because my call to action is the leaders of today and 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 as it says here in 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 timothy 4 12 is don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, you know, show up, let people see the way that you lead, let them feel, let them hear. And, and, and I, and I love, you know, that, that message is it's a call to action for you just to be a leader right now. Yeah, that's, that's so true what you just said. And from that scripture piece there, and as a team, you can't just kind of talk the talk. You kind of have to, you have to put those words into actions. You can't just fall into, oh, I'll do it later. Or I have this idea, but I'll wait till later in life to put that in. And like you said, just show up right now and just start. You start now, you're going to be 10 times ahead someone who starts later in life, just gaining that experience, failing. If all you do is fail as a team, mm-hmm. that's going to be so beneficial for you later in life. Just get started and go do something that you love. And that's honestly a huge part of this is do something that you love, something that you have passion for. Don't do something because someone else told you to, or you read a list of like top 10 paying jobs in the future. (laughs) Do something that you truly love and something that you have passion for, because that's going to carry you farther than any material goodwill. Yeah. What do you think stops people? There's, There's something about our society that almost discourages going out of the box, that discourages taking that path that you truly know, like deep in your heart is right for you. I think there's some fear that goes along with it. There's some uncertainty. There's a sense of letting people down if you don't do the status quo job. And trying to break that and let people understand that you can do whatever it is you want. And you can be super successful at whatever it is you want to be successful at. And that's a great question. Like, why don't people do that more? And I think they know that they should. But I don't think they know how. Or they don't have connections with supportive people who are telling them, hey, chase your dreams. Go out and do that. And I think it starts with themselves and then reaching out to others. Yeah. How would you like people to reach out to you? I, the biggest thing as a teen trying to lead others is hearing someone who is deeply 
moved or changed or inspired by something that I did. If it was something I said, something I posted, a podcast episode, if I can hear that someone was impacted or they took away one sentence, they took away one sentence and applied it to their life and it made a difference. It improved their relationship with their parents. It led them to get an A on that test. It allowed them to get elected to this position. That is so fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Knowing that you impacted someone you never would have met, well, I, don't, I can't think of a better gift that someone could give you than just knowing that you helped them. That's honestly what we're put on this earth to do is to help others and serve others. So that's honestly how I love when people reach out to me. Yeah. Love this. So you and I have, have, have mentors in common in, in the likes of Patrick Lencioni, yeah. Ryan Hawke. And, and I think I love about their work is it's so practical. It can give you some tools and techniques to use within our own leadership and development. What would be some of those things that are crucial to your leadership toolkit? Leadership toolkit. So I kind of had like an eight month period where I absorbed information that's kind of like what I did. I wasn't pursuing a project. I didn't have the team leader in the works. I was just going to school and I was absorbing leadership information. I read literally any book that I could on this topic or of like self-improvement or kind of psychology like you were talking about in your background. So the toolkit is quite expanse, but I like to boil it down to some very key things that I can just really think about when I'm like in the moment and listening to other people like on my podcast, on other podcasts, there's a few key areas that I'll go into now. And that's, you must list like great leaders are also great listeners. Listening mm -hmm. is one of the best things that you can do. It's one of the most effective things that you can do. Being on a podcast, you learn that real quick with your guests is listen to them, just hear what they have to say and truly take that in. And when you're talking with someone, don't be thinking about, oh, that next thing you're going to do or that question that you're going to ask to stump them next and sound really intelligent with your great questions. Listen to what they have to say, make a connection, and just be a great friend. Mm -hmm. The next thing that I would say is, so we have listen, and then we're going to have to lead by example. Mm -hmm. So a leader can't just tell others what to do. You have to emulate everything you do. You have to show humility and vulnerability and build trust. And kind of like Patrick Lencioni's book, The Five Dysfunctions, that is a huge mm -hmm. part of like what I take into teams, that trust, mm -hmm. that conflict, accountability. And so th that's, those are kind of the basis of what I try to lead with others. You talked about like being put on, the, on this earth to do, you know, being helped by others. What really helps you get clear on that? self-reflection, sure. writing down my goals, writing down the vision that I have in the future. And then to add on to that self-reflection, it's surrounding myself with amazing people, surrounding myself with people who care about me, care about what I'm doing, want to help, are completely honest with what they give, give me in feedback. They're not just there to kind of build me up and just say, oh man, you're doing great things. Like you're awesome. No, they they, they truly care. And that's why they give me that critical feedback. And so combining self-reflection with great people allows me to do that. And so, yeah. I love that. You have 
three to four years left of being a teen, the the host of the teen leader. What sort of legacy do you hope that that's going to leave? The legacy of that is going to be, at least what I hope it's going to be, is being able to inspire other teens. I want to be that inspiration, that kind of role model that other teens can look to and say, wow, he did something that was impactful. It added value to my life as a 16-year-old. Why, why can't I do that? Why can't I go out and start something? Why can't I help people? And so being able to provide that for teens down the road, even when I'm out of my teenage years, just knowing that I changed someone's life and I inspired mm-hmm. them to be better, be better than yesterday. <laughs> that's honestly... That's, that's what we, that's what I want to do. And that's, that's honestly the goal at the end. Yeah. What does the rest of 2020 hold for you and your, and your work? Everything seems to change really quickly and happen for a reason. I, I can't mm. really predict a, an outline of, Oh, this is going to happen followed by this, this, and this things kind of come up and there's a few kind of big points in the next year or so that are still in the works and kind of, formulating still, if that makes sense. Um, The Future Business Leaders of America, that FBLA club, that's a big part coming up. Our year kind of gets busier as we go on. Mm -hmm. So it's a build up towards about eight months from now. We'll have some conferences and I'll be leading those. So that's a really cool experience with like 5,000 members in a room Mm -hmm. and getting able to kind of inspire those and rally them up around what we're doing. And so school will be starting going into my junior year. So they always say that's a big year where you have your big standardized tests and then applying for college. Mm. And so that's kind of, that's kind of what we're looking at in the future. What do you want to do at college? You know, that's a great question. I have no (laughs) idea, literally no idea. I've switched so many times and I think a lot of people do. Some people do know like, oh man, I'm going to be a doctor and that's what I'm going to do. I I can't say that. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think mm-hmm. it's wrong to not know what you're going to do. I would rather wait and make the best decision at that time than prematurely say, okay, I'm going down this path and that's all I'm going to do. So yeah. we have no idea right now. <laughs> it's the real answer. That is the only answer, isn't it? The real one. And, yeah, and, I, and I guess um, I'd love to know more about this F- FBLA and yeah. because you, I'm really enjoying being in your presence and I think you've got a great calmness about you you speak very well and i know enough about people that that isn't just by accident i I imagine there's years of practice and honing your craft i'd love to know some about that how have you developed that i'm gonna ask a question so did you know what fbla was before i came in here or is this all new to you so i know that you're president and that's as far as my knowledge goes so feel me and i am all ears Perfect. I didn't know if you were like aware of it or if you guys had it over um, in England, but so FBLA, Future Business Leaders of America, it's a club that we have two clubs in our high school. We're a high school of 60 people in a class. We're quite small. So two clubs, we have FFA, which is like the farming agriculture, and we have FBLA, which is business, leadership, management, career readiness, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I joined FBLA just, I don't know, it it felt like the right decision for me. And so I went through my freshman year, I was pretty involved, you know, we did some volunteer work, some community service, working with business leaders, really interesting stuff, stuff that like, is not just classroom book work, or studying for this event. It was real world applications. And so I decided to apply for a local office. So just at my school, 
I wanted to lead our local chapter of around 70 members. So I got vice president. I was elected that. Boy, was I excited. So excited. I thought I was the coolest person ever being an underclassman, getting to serve our school. And so that gave me the, the confidence to apply to a couple of FBLA councils. So there's these national councils that you can apply for. And I got on one of those. So I was leading on the local level and I was leading on a national level, helping with our national officers. And that was really cool to see kind of how they ran and how they led. And so going into this year, I kind of had the idea of that state position. And that's, that's quite a pinnacle is just running for state office. So I decided to go for it. And I was told so many times, Lucas, don't run for president. Don't run for the top one. You have a whole nother year to run. Like you have two terms to be an officer, go for something small and then build up to president. <laughs> and something just didn't feel right. You know, you get that feeling of I'm, I'm, I was like made to do this. I was made to serve in this position. So I went for it and I ended up getting it. And so that's had a huge part. in, like you said, being able to communicate and speak well and speak with some conviction that has some value to others. And here's a little interesting story that not FBLA related, but okay. My father is an antique dealer. So he sell, he buys and sells old things, antiques, stuff like that. And so we have these things called flea markets or like mm -hmm. antique shows that we have around here. Mm -hmm. And so as a young kid, I would always go to those and I would be in charge of running the booth where we sold things. So that was talking to people. That was mm. kind of that bartering agreement. That was like people trying to knock me down because I was little and get the best price they could. And it was like, oh man, you got to stand firm, but be like super polite with them because you still want to make <laughs> the deal. And so when, when, I, when we look back, kind of like our family has this joke of like those flea markets, they kind of made me the person I am today. And it's crazy to think that like, something so small in your life can like really make a huge impact of where you go later. And so FBLA and flea markets and just getting out in the world and talking to people and interacting with people older than you, younger than you has been super helpful for me. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'd love to know more about the impact of your upbringing. Talk to me about that. I think I mentioned earlier that I am an only child and mm -hmm. That's kind of rare. I see like, oh, I don't have many friends that are only childs. A lot of them have siblings. And I don't know if I would change being an only child. There are days when you do get bored and you <laughs> wish you had a sibling to keep things interesting. But being an only child turned me into someone who really got down to work and business. And as an only child, I feel like I'm able to communicate with adults quite a bit better than other people, at least are like around my age, because those are the only people that I could talk to were my parents. Mm -hmm. I didn't have at least other siblings that were always around me to talk to and kind of get that teen look on life. So it was parents that I was talking to. And so that ability to communicate with the older generations was huge, Go like in high school, and it is still right now. They just kind of get that sense that, oh, this kid this kid kind of knows like my lingo. He knows how we work. He knows what I'm thinking. And so that was a huge part of my upbringing. And then my two parents are the most supportive people I ever could have asked for. They will sacrifice so much for any venture or thing that I want to do. And it's so inspiring to see them care about me and just invest in me. And I kind of want to pay that forward. I 
I wasn't guaranteed to have great parents. I, I was so lucky and fortunate <laughs> to have that. So I know not everyone's in that situation. And so if I'm able to repay what I was given, I'm not going to be their parent, obviously, but I can be a great friend. I can be just that mentor for them. And serving in those positions has allowed me to do that. Yeah, that's such a great perspective. I um, would love to know that if we have some teens listening to this that want to start developing the leader within themselves, where do they start? You have to look at what's important to you. Everyone's going to be different of what's important to them. Look at what's important to you and find how you can take that to the next level, how you can expand upon it. If you have a really deep interest in photography, if you love taking pictures, how can you change the lives of others who like to take pictures or others who enjoy looking at pictures? Everyone does. So take a moment to look at what's important to you and figure out where that need is. Is there something in our world that hasn't been tapped into? There, as crazy as it sounds, there's so much that is left to be like discovered and innovated and invented. So don't think that, oh man, everything's been done. There's nothing left to create. That is not true. You can create whatever you want. And it just starts with what's important to you and those passions that you have. That's where I'd suggest starting on that leadership journey. And then when you find that passion, be a leader in it. You don't have to have a, the title of CEO or president to be a leader. You can lead in whatever you do, lead in your path, lead in your little niche um, market, lead in your community. So that's, that's what I'd say to people just getting started. Mm, great advice. We touched very briefly on always better than yesterday. I'm just curious to know what the phrase always better than yesterday means to you. Always better than yesterday. It's so simple. And I've, I've brought that up before with leadership. It's, it's simple, but yet it's, it's hard and like complex to kind of there's a quote that I'm not remembering right now, but it's something to that effect. Always be better than yesterday is something that you can remind yourself every single day. It's kind of the purpose of a leader is to always improve, to grow, and just knowing that like 1% better every day, add it up, it's going to be a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And those small changes that lead to huge impacts or growth is really kind of cool to see once you take that look back in the future. So always better than yesterday. It's just, yeah, something you can tell yourself every single day. And when I read that, it kind of took a while to sink in and kind of, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, always better than yesterday. What, what does that I'll, mean to you? I'm curious. What does that mean to you? Always better than yesterday? Much the same, really. I think sometimes it's a, it's a for me, it's a call to action because I used to be a bit mm -hmm. of a procrastinator. <clears throat> and if I'm going to be brave enough to call myself always better than yesterday, I can't put things off till tomorrow. So first and foremost, it's a call to action to do whatever I need to do now. Yeah. It's, a, it's a lifelong commitment to learning, to growing, to um, not just have knowledge, but to implement is to use it, to do it, to pass it forward, to, to make a, commitment to bettering myself which will then better those around me which will then leave the world better than yesterday so it's a mission it's a mindset it's a call to action it's all of those things for me yeah i love that you've said call to action multiple times and 
taking words and putting them into action is, is huge. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, more is said than done. So, so true, we need to make yes. sure that we are letting the wheels hit the ground and, and, and being better than yesterday, not just talking better than yesterday. Yeah. So how can people connect with you? How can people follow you on your journey, connect with your podcast and, and, and get involved in your teen leader movement? Yeah. So we have a website, just the teenleader.com. That's kind of like the hub. That's kind of where everything can be found from there. So if you don't want to specifically go out to each platform, I guess you could say, start there. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, most of the platforms we have there and Instagram check us out there. We do, I do upload the podcast on YouTube if you're more of a visual person. Mm -hmm. So we have that option for you as well. So yeah, please reach out. I'm always open to talk, connect, just help other people. So yeah. Amazing. I wish you every success in your leadership journey. I look forward to walking alongside you for many years to come. I'm sure this relationship will continue to, to build and grow. Um, and, and I look forward to cheering you on and, and making it more of an impact in the world. It's been an honor and a privilege to have you come on. Um, and I'd love for you to leave us with a final thought from your good self. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Well, this has been an amazing experience. I commend you for your questioning, your thoughtfulness, <laughs> and just using your curiosity to kind of share with others and letting others learn as you learn and I learn along this. So moving forward, anyone listening, just go out and do something. Why, why wait? Start right now, whatever that is. You know you have that idea in your head right now. It's just kind of back there and you know you wanna do it, but you're just thinking, oh, man, don't have the time, don't have the money. Go out and do it. And You'll, you'll be amazed at what comes out of that. So thank you, Ryan. This has been such a great experience. Thank you so much, my friend. There we go. Episode 91 with Lucas Lundsman. I really hope that what that inspires in you is that we are not just born naturally gifted. I think what that shows is that Lucas at the age of 16 has really taken the time early on. He's found what he loves. He's found what he's passionate about and he's shown up and he's continually put himself out of his comfort zone. He's practiced and he's developed and, and that is how impressive he can speak at the age of 16 through intentional focus, growth and development. I hope that inspires you to show up right here, right now. No matter where you are in your journey, in your life, just be inspired to find what you love, do more of what you love, share more of that, and you will be happier and more influential, I am sure. Thanks for listening right to the end. Uh, I really appreciate you, and I look forward to having you back very soon. Much love, guys. Mm-hmm.